Welcome to Chicago's Bravest Stories. This episode brought to you by PSP Academy for your CPAT training. Follow us on social media, our Instagram and Facebook page at trainwithpsp.com. This week on the podcast, we have our friend Jeff Rich. Uh, he's a firefighter paramedic from Truck 29. He's here to talk to us about a fire he had on the west side of Chicago a couple years ago. He sustained a small injury, but we're going to use this story today to help all the young firemen out there to learn about uh, what to do and what not to do. We'd like to thank Rich and uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. I just wanted to uh, thank you, Jeff, for agreeing to do this. It means a lot to us. Hey, not a problem. And um, before we start anything, I just, on a serious note, what do you think about Steve's mustache? Oh, it's porn star (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I'll tell you, my wife does not appreciate it at all. Uh, I get yelled at every day I come home. You didn't shave the stupid mustache yet, but yeah, I get yelled at every day I come home for it. I your mustache. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad somebody did. Right? So, so much for that policy. <laughs> what, what was that? Literally ten seconds into uh, into talk. the podcast, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, "I really love it." Get you real comfortable. <laughs> hey, that's okay. So, Jeff, what? Tell us what you do. What? Where are you? What do you do for a living? Let's start with that. All right. So. uh I am a uh, firefighter paramedic at the city of Chicago. Uh, I've been with the department for uh, 16 years. Uh, well, it'll be 16 years in, on, uh, in May, May 16th. Ooh, congratulations. Yes, got an anniversary. Ten years of that has been uh, on the fireside as a firefighter medic. Hmm. So, um, so you're a crossover. I'm a crossover, yeah. Where, where was your last AMBO assignment? Last AMBO assignment was at uh, Ambulance 55, the double nickel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> over on, uh, that sounds scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> Just ask any of the nurses or uh, the docs over at University of Chicago. They If they knew the 55 was coming in, they were always looking for uh, a train wreck. And uh, where's Ambulance 55 located? Uh, 47th house, into 47th house, which is uh, 67th and uh, Keene Drive. Okay, so n- there's no lack of EMS uh, over in that area. No, not at all. Okay. At all. What What did you do before you got in the fire service? What were you doing? I uh, worked uh, for a private ambulance company out in uh, Dalton, Illinois, uh, Colmed. And then, uh, they still in business? Colmed is not, but uh, they actually were bought out by Superior and then took ended up opening up again. Now they're known as Bud's Ambulance Service. Okay. So I uh, I did the uh, transition from Comed, went to work for Superior for a little bit, and then from there on I went went back to Bud's when uh, they reopened. What about before getting into anything like that? Before getting an EMS, like anything before that, I was uh, um, bouncing around. Bouncing around. I you know in in high school and a little bit of college, I was working at a. And like at a Home Depot, which is it was actually called Courtesy Home Center, which is no longer uh, in business. Um, so, but before that, you know, I, it's my family life. Uh, before that, as a as a child, and um, I uh, lived on the South Side, born and raised. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, hey, it's the best side. <laughs> I, I see but that. I, I see that Saks head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I did. Uh, 
I wisened up a little bit, and when I married my wife, we moved up north, so it, I, I did wisen up a little bit. Well, we're glad to have you. Yeah, then. but I'm still a Sox fan, <laughs> true and true, no, oh, no doubt about man. that. And anyone that's playing the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, my, I, I've got a long history with, with the fire department. I guess my dad was a fireman. Um, with the city? With the city. He uh, came on in 73, back when uh, they had paramedics and EMTs on the ambulance, firefighters on the ambulance. So they had uh, two paramedics and a firefighter. So, um, yeah, it's been a... Was it the vans? They started with vans, and they from then they went to the, the Chevy uh, big box uh, trucks before that. So it, you know. so that that's kind of what got you going down that road? Uh, you know what? I think it, I, I always saw it. I mean, there was days, I mean, uh, hearing stories from my dad about what what he did and, you know, just uh, kind of going by the firehouse as a, as a young kid, knowing, uh, seeing the fun that the guys had there at the firehouse. Because, I mean, no, let's let's be honest, it's, the firehouse is probably one of the best places to, to be. It's a clubhouse, it's, it's, man. Yeah, it's like unsupervised kindergarten. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, and then just seeing them work their butt off to uh, to take care of people was really uh, an honorable uh, profession. Was that kind of your thing watching, you know, watching your pop growing up, like seeing, seeing him coming, you know, coming through the fire service and like being like, you know what, that's, that's going to be my thing. Like I want to do that. Or were you kind of on the fence on what you wanted? To I do? was definitely on the fence initially. It was kind of funny. I, uh, I wanted to be a lawyer initially. And then I was like a physical therapist and I'm like, Oh, let's go to college. And, and I did the oh, college well, that worked out th- for yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> did the college thing, and I was started, and I'm like, this just does not work for me. And so, and I decided to go to EMT school um, at Christ Hospital. Did that, and then uh, I waited it out uh, t- almost three and a half years before I got into medical school um, at Malcolm X College. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So were were you were you testing to get? You wanted to be a fireman. But you were you went to paramedic school. Like, what what prompted you to go down? Were you just like, this is what I'm going to do until I get on, or were you like, I want to be a paramedic? Uh, no, I I wanted to be a fireman. I mean, when I when I decided to do EMT school, it was more along the lines of getting myself prepared to be a firefighter. I took the Chicago Fire Department test in '95, and um, didn't do well enough. That's when they had to like qualified and well qualified. Well qualified. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just qualified, which really. Uh, Pissed off my old man. It was pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, what? What'd you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I studied. I took the test. Hey. Did so not best. only did you have to tell your dad that you did poorly on the test, but then you had to tell him you were going to be a medic on top of it. Then, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, you were killing your dad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, he was one of those secret guys. I'm not secret, but he was definitely one of the guys that didn't matter if you were uh, – a firefighter or a medic or where you where, where you stood on the job as long as you did your job in the best of your ability he didn't give a hell which was you know that that's something that I still take care of to this day you know I there are always that's something to live by I think um but so yeah I um wanted to be an EMT because uh I knew it was going to be helping me out as a firefighter I did look into potentially going to the to the burbs but realizing that um, those tests were so hard, not the tests themselves, but trying to get into a position because they were only needed five guys between f- six or seven departments. Right. 
And you, you know, go to like a consortium <clears throat> and test with a million guys for three spots. Right. You know, right. So. you know, and I ultimately always wanted to be on CFD. I mean, so. And you're, you're competing with all those guys with those college degrees, you know, so it, it makes it a little more difficult. Uh, if, if you don't have or that college degree, now everybody that used to be a teacher or whatever, you know, they're, yeah. they're, up, they're up in that test doing a lot better than yeah, you. Yeah, a whole, whole lot of guys by my department that, you know, well, you know, I was going to, I was going to get my, my, um, uh, my business degree and, you know, things, things got pretty weird after the crash. So. Well, maybe. that crash changed the fire service crazy. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. You know, yeah. a ton of teachers, a ton of lawyers. I mean, I, a guy at my firehouse was a lawyer, you know, shit went south with him and he was like, I'm going to test for the fire department. And guys were uh, showing up to tests and they would tell you straight up, we're laying people off. We just have to, by law, create a new yeah. new test, and you would see half the group stand up and leave. <laughs> so where are we with Jeff now? We're, Jeff's Suburban gone through paramedic testing. school. Yeah, gone through paramedic he, school. He did his ride time. He's yeah. with Malcolm. That, that whole he, rut of suburban testing that Jeff got stuck in. Yeah. <laughs> I right. start, it just I sucked us in. It was funny. I literally went to, I forgot, I think it was Morton Grove, and I was, I'm at the facility, and they're, they're like, yeah, there's we only need – you know, 14 people. And there's like, I saw the numbers and I just, I turned, I literally walked right out. I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was like kind of disheartening. Cause I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be on the privates until I get on CFD. Cause to me, it was like, that was my end game. I, I knew I wanted to be on Chicago fire department. That's a tough gig. Those privates, isn't it? It is. I, I, I didn't really spend much time there because I got hired on the contract, which the pay is comparable, you know, they're, they're taking half, uh, whatever you would be making, you know, if you weren't on that contract. So, but it's just, the atmosphere is different. The work is, you know, better, you know, cause you're in a firehouse in a department with other people that the, the privates, man, it's just, that's a tough, that's a tough job. And, you know, God bless those guys. And, you know, it amazes me when I see the medics who months beforehand were doing the exact same job, shit on a guy at a private at a hospital or whatever it's like yeah. you know why yeah it doesn't you make know? any sense i agree yeah. with you yeah we're all the same right. i agree and that guy and, and that guy is gonna be on a department relatively soon right you know no doubt. nobody really gets on the private say this is my career oh god i've landed man i'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you know what and again like you guys said we're we're such a small population, you know, and then and then for for guys to get you know get uppity and be like, wow, you know, this is now I'm a fireman now, and you know, f these guys, right. like it's just we're we're such a small population, like to to just divide us even further is just kind of kind of ridiculous, like you guys are saying, right? Well, and for me, when I was working on the privates, because like I said, I was working out in Dalton, that that company actually beautiful this time of year too. Oh, absolutely, they had. Or I don't even know if they still do have as many as they did at the time when I was there. They had thirteen or fourteen different towns that they had contracts with. Nine one one. Nine one one. Yeah. Harvey and Robbins. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know Dalton, Riverdale. You know Glenwood, Linwood. I mean, and it was it was great. I mean, for for someone, you're saying to yourself, all right, this is this is, I can do this. You know, I like the job. I love doing what I'm doing because I mean, at the end, all you got to be happy about it a little bit. But then you're just like God. 
can the city please call her? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you're just wondering about, you know, from day to day what you're going to do. I mean, I, I ended up buying a house in the city um, and then trying to figure out how to pay for it was uh, was another instrument of, of that because we bought – Literally, did you get married while you were working on the privates? No, I was. I got married. I would not get married. I told my wife, and she was a little. It's funny as stories that I told her. I said, "I, I can't. I can't marry you until <laughs> I actually have some serious, like a serious job that's gonna provide for us." You know, because that was just my. Did she give you the? But you love me though, don't you, Rich? Well, she, yeah, she, oh, of course. Of course <laughs> love she did, will get Vince. us by. Yeah, you know. Well, but you know, and, and at the time, you know, she's a. She worked at uh, the hospital, and um, so she's like, well, I, you know, we still make decent money between the two of us. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, it's not stable enough. And for me, it wasn't. You know, that was just my end-all, be-all. So, uh, but then got married when I was on the fire department. Yeah. And just just so you know, Mrs. Rich, the amount of respect that he's <laughs> giving you on the line right now, rather than what he was saying earlier at the bar. <laughs> Phenomenal. I mean, you're just a true class. <laughs> Thanks for it. Appreciate it. Did you hear that? That was the bus going over, John. <laughs> it might have been the UPS. Too. I mean, I if you even just want to talk about this, I mean, just <laughs> these things are on now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check, check, check. Yeah, no doubt. So you get on with the city now, right? Right. Well, so it was 2003. Well, before before we get to the city, any memorable moments? And the privates? Oh God! Yeah, I mean, I, like what, what comes? The, what's what's a good one that comes to mind when well, you talk? Do you think about your days in the privates? So I think about I, a lot of times. I think about my first uh, partner, who's now on the fire department as a medic. Uh, uh, I don't know. If, yeah, you can. Yeah, Chris Powers. Um, him and good I. Good guy. Oh God, great guy, great great person to to learn from. Um, so I always look back at him. And he gave me a lot of opportunities to to grow as a medic when I first got on, um, and so I mean there were some calls where we I remember we had one time we had this, this gentleman that was uh, stroking out and uh, right in front of us, and he's like, "All right, we got we got to get his airway. What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, uh, "He's he's throwing it on you." Huh? Yeah, he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, and "You're uh, brand I'm new. Put, I'm gonna put a nasal airway in him." He's like, "Yeah, no, that's not gonna work. We need the tube." <laughs> I'm like, two of them, he's still got a, a gag. He's like, no, 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 we're gonna try, we're gonna do this. Come on. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so he talked me through the whole thing of how to innovate somebody while they're still breathing. And I was just like, it was one of the coolest things to take back out of my mind. After the uh, podcast, can you show us how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's becoming kind of a lost thing with people coming on, being new, you know, kind of being like mentored down that road to give them that experience. You know, like you've never forgot that. No. That was, uh, you know, how many years ago? And it's still like, you know, I asked you what the first thing that comes, and you, you know, you're rattling that off like it was yesterday. Absolutely. Um, and it's kind of a shame, like these new guys coming out of the academy and stuff like that. You know, there. I wish that we had some kind of formula so that everybody can get that that kind of mentorship. You know, as they're coming on, because you know, I, that's what that's what everybody needs. Oh, totally. You know? I think that personality though has kind of somewhat been lost in you know in transition. Where, where do you what do you attribute that to? I you know I I think um it's 
maybe the uh, the fact that you know they just don't really care anymore. They're just looking to to finish what they can that day that they're there. You know, I mean, with with EMS now with any department, it's it's so transient. You know, and I think that that's a big issue uh, with it. Um, but you know, there's still, I mean, I, there's still a lot of people, I mean, God, I mean, there's, you know, looking back at when I was in, in medic school with the instructors, you know, whether it was, um, uh, um, Maggie, you know, Maggie Murphy or, you know, the Mark Hope. I mean, there were so many people, I mean, um, our head instructors were phenomenal. Did you, know, you have uh, Steve Zambello? I did not. I had, uh, Jim McKillop and, uh, Jane, um, these were, are all Malcolm instructors. They were Malcolm the instructors. Yeah. They all, were you know, all city guys and yeah, girls, city, city guys and girls. Um, Jane was a nurse. I believe at the time was at res or at maybe Masonic. I don't remember correctly, but yeah, you know, and it, those, those are friends that I still have, you know, yep. Yep. on Facebook or whatever, you know, there's always a chance that I, I'll mess with them in, on Facebook or, and that's, that's, that's something I'll never lose. Well, people are still learning from Chris to this day because he's does the training. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's, he's still doing the, he's, he's still in that line of work. No, absolutely. And I think that when I heard that he was getting that spot, I was like, that's, the, that's your guy. That's yeah. the guy. Perfect person to have in that. Uh, where, so you, you get hired on as a medic, you yeah. got that call and what so because the academy has changed so much, what was your like routine at the like I believe back then you guys had a mile run. You had some standards that that you had to fulfill before you could graduate, yeah? God, that's sixteen years ago. You want me to remember I, I can't remember what You I can remember yesterday. Chris yelling at you for a guy having a stroke when you can't remember a mile and a half run. Vince, no. want, <laughs> Vince wants to know about all the physical fitness. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He's a, he's a great specimen of uh, character. I'm like scared to eat around him. Like he's oh, judging me geez. or something. The whole These time. guys forced me to have pizza yesterday. <laughs> he uh, yeah, no, he's just upset because he's I had mean, the shits for the last 24 years. <laughs> 2003, I mean, we had uh, Daryl Johnson as our, our instructor, and he was definitely no joke. Um, I don't remember actually having to, like, I mean, we had to pass the physical abilities to get onto the the actual, into the academy, but as far as they just beat us up. Oh, like Right, they had the little test, like, what was it, the hand bike or going up the stairs? Right, like, yeah, the, the going up the stairs with uh, a monitor and your, uh, what was it, the monitor and, a, and a, the QRB, and then you had to go up and over so right. many times. You didn't know how many times was the right amount because they didn't give you that. They just said, this you have to do this job. Right. Uh, and then the other one was the arm. The hand bike. Hand bike. Uh, and then they, it was they, like they a deadlift. Tell, they didn't tell you how many revolutions you had <laughs> no, to make. no. And the but do dead, it for two minutes, right? <laughs> and the deadlift was just a bar connected to some computer right. that generated a number when you pulled on it. Right. It was really awkward. Uh, it was like it's like a carnival game. It, it really was. Yeah, it was. You know that that that's what it felt like because you pull it, you look over. What was my number? Is that good? Bad? Like right. you didn't know. No. And no one would tell you. And, and they're just right. Like, right, go, right go to the next one. And yeah. You're like, right. As you're going down it, you're just like, I I totally think I failed because you you get all the numbers from everyone else. That's, I did it and I did, you know, I did 200 revolutions on, on that, the hand bike, or I did, you know, I did 
45 up, you know, up and overs on the, on the steps. And you're like, okay, well, I did 20. Is that, is that, <laughs> right. Right. am I good? I, am I good? I don't right. know. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, and those, are, I mean, those are definitely those vague numbers, but it's just, that's what it, it felt like. You're like, God, I'm totally going to walk out of this, not even knowing what happened. So uh, there's always in every academy, there's always some goofy thing that you do at the end when, you know, you've run out of the official stuff to do that they kind of throw out you like laid on us. What, what was God, I, you like, know, lining up boxes or counting ceiling tiles or no, something you know goofy what, like see that. that. I was kind of before that stage. Cause I remember, I think that was going on once I got out, I remember hearing a lot of the stories cause so you're the chosen went, one. Yeah, What'd you say? Yeah, maybe I might have been lucky. <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, we. I remember more of that when I crossed over as a firefighter. Okay. Because um, they went more to the mil, uh, even more of a military style. I think after I got out of there, thankfully enough, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do remember it a couple times having to be, you know, especially I think the first couple of days where you're like, all right, in attention, and you're, we're all like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And we had one of our classmates pass out. Because he locked his knees. Sure. And it was just like, oh, God. Okay. But they don't tell you not to lock your knees no. until after. When you wake up. They want to see someone that's going to happen. And he uh, he did it. So, but so uh, that was 2003 till um, 2009, March of 2000, or not March of 2009, March of two, yeah, 2009. I was uh, on the AMBO. And then they, and then you got the call to cross. I did. Yeah. So you were part of the ten percent of the people that are going to the fire academy right. that that are from the working ambulances in yeah, the, the city, right? So you go down has that ten percent, and you don't go down until those guys finish their EMT, and so you meet them at the Quinn, right? So they started in December of '08, December first, so which is a cool. Cool class to be in, because uh, December first, two thousand eight, was the fifty year anniversary of the Chicago Fire of uh, Our Lady of Angels. So that was kind of a cool class to be in. So there was a lot of we did a, a lot of the guys, um, the fire the the civilians that were had. Um, Is that the stuck. date that the fire actually happened? Was December first? Yeah, December first. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, and that's one of the big things on our hit list is to track down somebody who has some like firsthand or secondhand history with, with that fire. So if anybody's listening, please reach out to us because we really want to put that one out. Yeah. Anybody from the fire museum, you might have, <laughs> you might have some info out there yeah, for right. us. So, you know, it was really cool because, uh, cool to just cool to be part of that group. Um, great guys. Every one of guys and girls that were in that group, um, your class, your classmates, our classmates, yeah. But you know, just to be associated with that date, you know, it, it always reigns in the back of my mind. So, tell, like, so tell us what they told you. Did you know? I mean, with your dad being on the job, you kind of knew about that that historic fire. Oh, absolutely. But what other information did you get by being at that camp? I mean, that's got to be kind of like give you chills when they talk about that fire when you're at the Quinn, you know, and you're a brand new fireman, you know? Oh, totally. I mean, I, I remember just thinking to myself, God, you know, um, as a firefighter, you know, every day, you know, you're going to work and something, you know, something could always happen, whether you get hurt, you know, or when you're, you're, 
your uh, crewmen when your guys on the sh- on the shift gets hurt or you know and that's just that's reality that we all live with you know unfortunately but to take care of people that need us at that that time you know so it's it was definitely we all thought about it and said to myself or said to ourselves hey this you know this is a it hit home for you oh yeah. totally totally okay yeah, so- especially i got to imagine going into it like I mean, how how old were you, Jeff, going in there? If you don't mind me asking, <laughs> uh, I was what I was. I was thirty five when I uh, crossed. Were you, were you getting a little anxious on your thirty fifth birthday and you hadn't got called there? Were you you were crunching the numbers, weren't you? Uh, I was, yeah, because yeah, we you I, knew you were okay, or were you? Um, I so it's kind of a that's a crazy story to talk about because uh, <laughs> um, well, for for people who are listening who don't know. If you are reached the age of thirty-eight, it was it still thirty-eight? Was it still thirty-eight? It was thirty-eight then, yeah, because so that's from the old, the new list. If you get past the age of thirty-eight, you can't cross over. And when we talk about crossing over, that means going, uh, changing your position as a single role paramedic to a firefighter paramedic. Um, and, and and the same goes for uh, being hired on the fire list. It's a it's a city ordinance. Uh, thirty-eight. All right, so tell, tell us about you crunching the numbers. You get into your thirty fifth birthday. You well, know, you got three years left. Yeah, I mean, I was, I you know, and I, I said to myself, I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy. I mean, I was, I was at that point on the ambulance that I was ready to, yeah, to go. You know, there was, it was, because you know, from just being in the neighborhood, being being a medic, and doing you know twenty five plus runs a day. You know, it, it was a, it was, it definitely played on your head, you know, for a lot of things. You know, I contest a lot of my uh, crazy, you know, things that, you know, I'm worried about what's going to happen with my kids or my wife or even with me based on what we've seen on the job, you know? So, um, so yeah, I was like, oh God, this is crazy. And it was funny because uh, there was probably, I think there was one guy in our class that was going to turn 38 in the academy had he not gotten December 2nd. no <laughs> he was so he was a he was a crossover and um his birthday was in in april so had he not gotten in our class so a there's bunch, a guy in there now who who had his 38th birthday in the academy yeah so yeah and i i gotta imagine too jeff like you know especially you being i i guess i don't know his legacy sorry is uh is legacy like a like a term that you guys use around here, like, you know, being, being a son of another fireman or, or maybe even a grandson, like, obviously you were going to be super excited about this thing, but were you at all anxious or worried about going into this academy or switching your role? Cause six years on the ambulance, I got to feel your, feel like you're feeling pretty comfortable at that time. You're like, oh. All right. Like I got my job down pretty well. Right. Yeah. Know? No, I agree with you on that. I, I, I definitely, um, a lot of it was not, knowing what to expect from the fireside, you know, is always wanting to do it. And you hadn't been a fireman anywhere else, right? Never went anywhere else. And I always tell myself, man, I should have done that. I should have gotten my firefighter too and done, you know, like one of the If you had to do it all over again. Absolutely. I tell anyone, get your firefighter to become a volunteer somewhere. Because you you just get comfortable with it. You know more about what's going on, what you're expected to, to do. So going in as a crossover and... 
not knowing what to expect, I, I basically was like, uh, I was like any of the other guys, the civilians that were now firemen, because we were all like, uh, okay, what do we do now type of thing. Did you think, so <clears throat> would you say significantly harder when you cross the street to the Quinn as opposed to when you came on as a, you know, a civilian going to the paramedic? Uh, it was definitely harder. Um, Can you compare, is like apples and oranges or were you like, this is just more physically demanding, uh, more challenging, like what? It, yeah, it's apples and oranges. It's yeah. two different jobs. Yeah. It always I've always looked at it that way. Um, and definitely more physical. I was more prepared for the fire academy just because I was I was working my tail off because I wanted to make sure that right. I was going to kind of get through there. You know, as I didn't want I didn't want to have a problem. I wanted to to do my best. Giving yourself your best shot at yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how excited was your dad when you were like I'm I'm finally crossing over. I did my time on the Ambo. Now I'm coming over to the fireside. I I'll never know. My dad passed away in 2005. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, um, he saw me graduate the paramedic academy, and I was I'm very humbled that he was there for that. Um, but uh, yeah, he died of cancer. So, which is one of a one of those great things that we have to look forward to as a fire as in the fire service, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my mom passed away, and two days later, I got the phone call from IED to come do the investigation in my apartment. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember those days because I remember, like, not to go back to that, but you know, my dad telling me when it when uh, it's like, make sure you know you got your bills all out ready for them when they come to your house. <laughs> make sure you've got you know your underwear all in order. You know, it was like all that stupid. Put stuff. a pot of coffee like, on for yeah, them. Yeah, it was and... <laughs> so funny. And I remember the the young lady that came to my house, and she was so sweet, and she's like, "Oh wow, you got all this stuff prepared for me. I didn't even have to ask you." Like, you know, it was like. It was funny. I said, well, I said, you know, my old man was, you know, he retired and he's, he was definitely bending my ear and he, she started laughing. She's like, oh, well, I'm thankful that you uh, did that, you know? Hey. She's like, that's hilarious. What's up with the underwear? <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear all these stories when you're getting processed, like they're going to ask you where the salt is or right. they, they, they're going to go in your nightstand and you got to list off everything that's in there or and the guy walked in. Just... The, yeah, the guy walked into my house. He's like, "Okay, have a nice day." See, I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I memorized everything in my entire house. Yeah. You're gonna sit down. You're gonna ask me all these things, right, right, you know? Exactly. And he's Here's like, my spoon. because yeah. it's you know, as with us, we all like to to jag each other, right? Right. And I right. think that's what it comes down to. Is that like, oh, we're gonna tell this. We're gonna tell this guy. <laughs> You know, he's got to make sure his underwear is in order. Right, Even my right, dad right. did that to me. <laughs> Straight face. I didn't even realize it was possible. Well, my investigator goes, you know, it's when I, he's like, I already talked to your neighbors. He's like, it, it, I, your dog's here. Your your brand new child is here. You know, it's like this house I walk into, I don't have to worry about. It's the house that I walk into. You got three guys living in a two-bedroom apartment you know, and this, you know, then it raises a red flag of suspicion. Sure. Now he's going to investigate further. But he goes, I walk into this house. Yeah, you live here. <laughs> you know? He's like, right. you live here. Right, right. Now you, you all know. you had to do was just get your cash back from that baby. I got yeah. <laughs> right. I, I never returned that baby. He's nine years old now. Uh, <laughs> man. So, yeah, I know. So, you know, going through the academy as a firefighter, um, definitely – you know, it was it was rough. Where'd you graduate? Did you go to Navy Pier? 
we did, but it was not at the ballroom. It was in uh, the, because it, it was during the summers in June and it happened to be, luckily enough, we had nice weather. So it was where they do the Chinese, that, that little theater that's off of there up on the uh, top. So we did, had it there. It was cool. Yeah. You know, I, I again, memorable moment. Our, the party was the best, of course, because, you know, you're with your group. The prom? The prom, yeah. yeah. We had a great time. <laughs> so for those of you, explain that, what that... Uh, well, towards the end of the, the class, you realize, you know, like, everyone's like, all right, we're going to have a party. You know, this is the... It's a, a huge um, prom, you know, for They call it prom better... because the, everybody gets dressed up. Right. And... It's legitimately like high school prom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... But much older, and you can yeah. actually drink. <laughs> and, <you> can actually <laughs> drink. Right, right. and just less people are married yeah. than in your high school prom. So. Right. Uh, Not but, less pregnant, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you're in the academy, they like assign you a treasurer. They're like, all right, make somebody your treasurer. They like give you these like important roles in the academy. Absolutely. By the end of the year, that's a lot of money that you know. And then there's all kinds of respon- other responsibilities that you think you're just, you know, it's not just going to the academy, learning, you know, you're f- doing your practicals and taking your. The the guy who's the treasurer, I mean, you know, I I didn't have to be that in uh, my academy. But especially if you're, you know, it's a three month academy back then, as opposed to six months, you know, on the far side, that at six months of these guys putting in money, you know, pretty much every day. Right. It's a nice this guy's got to be accountable for all Very this good. money. He's got to go start accounts. You know, he's. I mean, he's got to legitimately open up a bank account. And but do in all the same, stuff. it was great because we, you know, we had a uh, anything we needed, we bought. Yeah, you know, like there was always there was always snacks, there was always drinks. I mean, and that was all on us. The city didn't provide you know yeah. any of that, um, which it, it made you accountable to realize that's what it's going to be like in the firehouse. You Absolutely, because the city doesn't provide you your meals; they provide you a kitchen and and a couple of refrigerators, and that's that's about it. You know, and and so you you you, you learn to respect and uh, take on some responsibility. So. What what would you say was the most important lesson you learned in the academy that you carry around with you today? Don't forget where you came from and don't take anything light lightly, you know? That was what your instructors like really instilled in you yeah. during the academy. I, mean, I, I that you know what the one thing is I remember one of my our instructors when we were talking about RIT, you know, and, and uh explain RIT for So people. RIT is uh it's um Rapid uh, intervention intervention team, and it's uh, firefighters that are on scene for a fire or any major incident that uh, are there to go into work in harm's way when another fireman is. And you're solely there only to do that job. You're you're not to do anything else. To to make sure that everyone's safe and that you're going to go in there when someone's not safe and, and that's your, that's your only responsibility Correct. during the, the course of that fire right. is in case somebody goes down in that fire, an right. injured member or what have you. That That's your sole responsibility, that fire. Correct. Okay, so what what did... So we were talking about that and going over the equipment that you'd want to have with, with that, you know, those uh, type of incidents. And um, one of the instructors had brought, brought up how he was on scene or had, had, I'm sorry, he had one of his classmates who who ended up perishing in uh, one of the fires uh, 
was on the south side um, at uh, on Western Avenue across the street from uh, Cork and Carries, and um, just you know like you know hey, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want you don't want to have to be feeling, you know that that feeling of that and not knowing that you got to take this job serious. You know, remember your skills. You know, don't give up on yourself. And uh, those are keep you safe. I mean, that that's kind of what you want to hear in the academy, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that it's... And the funny thing was, he's like, you know what, everyone... He's like, no fireman really wants to be in that position, because why? We all... You want to be wanna, in the fire. We want to be in right, the fire. Yeah. I was told Rit is like kissing your sister. <laughs> that's frowned what, upon? That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I was told. But... You know, realize that that's the most important. It's actually more important than anything else because ultimately you want to be able to go, you want everyone else to go home, right. you know. Taking care of your own guys. Exactly. It? Who was the commissioner when you came on? Um, as a medic, it was uh, Joyce. And then uh, when I crossed over, um, I want to say it was Hoff. Uh, one of my... Uh my only Hoff story is uh, I got out of the academy and I did the um, Aeon building. I did the 911 stair climb. Sure. And it was 88 story flights or something like that. And I get to the top of the stairs and, you know, however long it took me. And at the top of the stairs was Chief Hoff in his bunker gear, sweating. You know, he had just done what I did with bunker gear on. Right. And he puts out his hand and he goes, you made it up this far. I'm going to pull you the last step. Oh, wow. And I was wow. like, I was like, fuck, this is my boss. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, I would have gone through a wall right then and there if he told me to. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and, and does that not like, like describe him to a T? Absolutely. Hands down. I was like, I got the best boss in the world. You know, like who, like. What's the, what's the comment? Is it fireman's fireman? He was, I mean, he was definitely. Beyond that, yeah. you know, like that doesn't even do it justice. No, you're uh, right. You know, and just from that moment that that I, you know, and I can't imagine the guys who had long careers with him and stuff like that, you know, and he's he's still out in Carroll Stream, you know, uh, somebody saying that, you know, he was on the roof, and you know, on a, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, 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 hey, Chief Hoff, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, we got this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop in anytime. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. So – you finished the academy. Where was your first assignment? Uh, I had the the prized possession of going to O'Hare Airport. Oh, okay. And for those okay. that don't know, that's um, it's great. There's a lot of training, but there's not a lot of fire service. Thank God, fighting. Uh. But when you do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but when you do, it is uh, uh, the real deal. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that was one thing that. You know, I like like now looking back at it, you know, you see your people on that are in the city and that aren't going to the airport and they're like, Oh, you know, bring your bring uh you know, bring your robe and a pair of slippers <laughs> and it's like I'm like, it's not like that. It's it you know, there's they train every day, which you know, it's you got to when you're out there because you don't use it. They well, don't use that stuff. You know, last they, year not, they just had a big fire. Right. That that plane got on fire last right. last year. And, yeah, and when, exactly. When that, I was coming home from uh, the store and that plane had caught on fire, and I legitimately thought 
somebody's garage on my block was on fire. Oh, is that That's bad, how huh? bad the smoke was. Came all the way from O'Hare Airport to the Oriole Park neighborhood and blanketed the yeah. whole neighborhood yeah. just from one airplane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was there for a year and a half. I um, got my red stripe, you know, just did my did what I had to do there. Had met some great people, learned a lot. Yeah. Um, actually had a couple, we had a couple fires. I mean, it was kind of, yeah. you know, like uh, a couple tire fires where, which you think, oh, tire fires, it's nothing. But on a plane that just landed and they've used the whole runway to try to, to stop it. It's those things get ridiculously hot. And it was, I mean, like everywhere. So, but yeah, so but then you, you but you put in you, yeah, after your after year, a year and a half. yeah, year and a half. Well, yeah, because I mean it's after my year, but it, oh. was, it usually takes about what is it like a year and a half between before the, the order the orders yeah. come out. Yeah. Did you see the new order? I did. Yeah. Anything uh, enticing you? Not at all. Well, Not at all. The new order came out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I heard a... the high rise order came out. I heard <laughs> the transfer order came out. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> there was a lot of a lot of emails on that city email of yours, Steve, that you got to look yeah, at. Yeah, my phone didn't ding. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, your your phone must be backed up because I, it must there be. is there's a lot of spots for yeah. every across the board. Across right? the board, yeah. yeah. Steve Steve gets his text messages directly from Rob Manuel. So. Yeah, unless <laughs> who? <laughs> he's not our mayor anymore. Well, I guess he still is our mayor right yeah. now, right? Hashtag not my mayor, right? <laughs> <laughs> so where did you finally go at? Out of O'Hare. Did, you, did to, you have a lot of options? I didn't. Not no. so for you know, as a firefighter medic, um St- Steve and um you know, Vince, you guys know is that there's always, you know, there's ALS companies which are with the where paramedics are, and then they've got BLS companies which are just uh with, with EMTs. And so position wise, as far as ALS companies, there was none that were like any desirable spots. Um, so, but I ended up finding a firefighter spot at truck 19, which, uh, Chicago in Chicago in May. And, uh, was that at Ogden? I believe it is right off the crazy intersections. So I was there, I did a year and a half there because I was never there. Maybe I, I might've been there maybe f- six times out of the because year. Because you're a medic. Because you I was out. a medic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was always in the battalion, which was nice. I was always at, you know, it was either at engine four or, uh, engine 30. Um, and then I would do my downtown rotation here sure. and there. You know, I felt like a reliever at that point. So I was like, all right, this got to got to go. I got to find a spot that's Well, you kind of got to think, you know, even with the medics too, that that's the best way to come on is to go everywhere. You know, kind of get a feel of this, kind of find out what you like, what you don't like. Right. You know, what houses are good, you know, because a lot of times you come on, you don't have an idea of what's a good house, what makes a good house. Right. You know, um, so I, I think, you know, when I came on, that's what I did. You really were citywide when I came out, it was whatever, you know, I would, you know, go way south some days and I then the next day I'm up in Rogers Park. Right. You know, and it was, it was good. You know, I, I learned a lot, but then I was like, you know, I live up north, I'm done south. I kind of want, then I wanted to be on the west side. Sure. Well, it's that, that drive home from the south side was never, never, never. fun. I had yeah. to do that too. You know, that was, that was a, you can get there. You can get to work. No problem. Oh, yeah. Right. No problem. <laughs> you know. No, totally. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, after looking at the order, the next order, when I, I, you know, I stayed at Truck Nineteen for, you know, another year and a half. I looked and I'm like, all right, I'm finding an ALS spot that I can sit at and maybe learn some stuff or you know try to get 
a nice spot. And but then I'll have one fail safe right. medic spot that I know I can get, right? You're go, you're you're just in case spot. Oh yeah. And I mean <laughs> you should have seen so many phone calls. I mean you're making phone calls, all right, all right, how many how many medics are there already? You got two? Oh god. I'm, Doing some right. quick math. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going there. You know, even even if I knew that it was gonna be a decent spot, it's like, well, you're never gonna be at this spot. Why would you wanna go? You know? Well, some people don't realize that if you wanna go somewhere, you gotta make phone calls to say Hey, is it okay? You know, you kind of got to get vouched for, right. you know, there was, there was an order. There was a procedure you couldn't there just was. put in. Not anymore. It seemed like that's right? kind of gone away because of the the way that we do our computer system now. Yeah. Is, but, everything's ordered. Like, but yeah. I still think a phone call is courtesy though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it should be. That's what I did when I went to where I'm at now. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm at uh, a busy uh, firehouse. I'm on a truck on the West side and, um, that was, you know, I saw the spot. I'm like, all right. You know, I knew that was one place. I was thinking about going back south to 47 at the time as well. And I'm like, I'm putting this spot first because it's north. Um, it made more sense. Uh, I'll put in for 47 as well as my second spot. And then I had another, you know, for sure spot as well that it was going to be busy because I figured I was at the point where I had, I think I had four years, four and a half years crossed. And I'm like, I got to. You shit or get off the pot. And they give you your paramedic time with you seniority wise. Correct. Right. So yeah. the guys you come up, the guys that you, your classmates, you got all those guys beat for the most part, except for maybe a couple other crossovers, right? Sure. Sure. But you know, like when you're looking for a medic spot, I mean, now you're just, you're dealing with your, your time as a medic. Is with it, other medics. With other medics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I, I ended up getting uh, my spot at uh, truck 29 and not looking back. I, I enjoy it. The yeah. guys are great. You know, I've got a great house. Um, they, you've been, you've been with the same officer. Um, I've had, uh, two officers there. Um, started out with, um, who's now he's the chief Roy Dean, great officer. Yeah. Um, was a worker loved, you know, he, he expected you to work and you know, that's, I, it was great. Cause that's the way it should be, you know? So e- even on a, a busy truck company, you guys are ALS. Right. What would you say was the is the percentage of EMS versus fire runs? Oh, God. I, I think you guys are super EMS heavy. Yeah, we're definitely EMS heavy. Um, I would say uh, in a day or, you know, like average. I, I mean, average. God. I mean, we're... You it's know, definitely not 50-50. No, it's not 50-50. <laughs> I, I would wish. definitely say it's probably more like um, probably 70-30. Yeah, I, I, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. It's like 70-30. And, and even, you know, that 30%, by any other standards, that you're still going to a lot of fires. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it does, it's for us, it doesn't seem like it, but, you know, we I know. Oh, because you got you to gotta knock out a bunch of EMS runs before you get that next, you yeah. know, fire run. Yeah. More especially, you know, now during the spring and summer versus yeah. fall yeah. and winter. And, and you, you know, like you're, you're at the edge of the city there and like, that's no man's land as far as, you know, EMS, and, you know, I mean, geez, you know, how many shootings and overdoses do we go to? Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's like crazy over there, right? Definitely, definitely crazy. Um, and it's sad, you know, cause you, seeing it firsthand, you, you, I just don't, you don't, you can't grasp why people want to do that. 
Yeah, you, you, it's so and hard. There, and there are so many good people that live in that neighborhood. Oh, gotcha. And, yeah. and you run into old old timers that have been there for, for the longest time, retired plumbers and, and everything. And, just and holdouts they, in the neighborhood. Yeah, and mm. great people. And it's just it, – it, it, it is a shock to, for me. It's a shock to my system when I run into those good people because I don't normally – run into those good people. So I, like I, I, you know, I pause and I'm like, what my, takes my brain a minute to realize that this person's not trying to hurt me. This person, you know, like uh, there's this person that has respect for me right. and is treating me, you know, relatively well, right. you know? Right. And, you know, I, I gotta remember, I gotta reciprocate that. Right. It's, and it's, it's hard. Cause you, you're right. Cause when you have, you know, you do 15 or 20 runs a day and you know, put up a wall. Seventeen, eighteen of them are like totally where they're they're all off on you, saying, "Hey, you know, do your job. Why aren't you know? Why aren't you running? Why aren't you doing this?" Or and, they're on leaf. Right. That leaf is some scary shit. Yeah, it's bad. Like they're not on this planet, and you can't reason with them. Right. You can't like appeal to their sense of whatever. They're you can't. Or they're like just they're they're no tone, they're monotone. They're just like just standing there. Yeah. You know. You can't. It, it looking at you like super highs and then super low. Right. And then back all over again. Yeah. It's it's. It, yeah. That, that like that's why I'll I'll take the heroin overdose any day. I know what I'm getting into. Sure. I know. Like what the outcome is going to be. I know like you're this way until I do this and then you're going to be this way. With Leaf, there's no telling. You're rolling the dice like what what's going to happen from right. minute by minute with that. And you're, you're trying to just basically make sure you're keeping them somewhat comfortable – you know, yeah. talking in a, in a voice that's not going <laughs> to yeah. agitate them anymore. Right. I, on the way to the hospital, I feel like I'm one good pothole away from this going south. Right. You know, and there's, there's, a, and there's, a, and there's yeah. a lot of good potholes <laughs> No doubt, right, Steve? <laughs> but. All right. Well, let's, that brings us to uh, January 17th, 2017. Yeah. Uh, run us to the start of your day. Were you that was at your regular shift? It was my regular shift. Okay. I was not at my house. I was at uh, okay. Engine One Seventeen. Okay, for the day. All right. Um. So I was, I was filling a void for a, a someone that was off. Okay. Um. Had done that many times. Worked at that house, um, off and on quite great, a bit because it isn't. Yeah, it's in our battalion. Um. It was a day just like a normal day at the firehouse. I mean, I got to work out in. Uh, had a, had some good meals. Okay, so uh, typical. You did just a routine day so far. Yeah, totally routine. Bunch of medical runs. Where's uh, one seventeen at? Chicago and uh, Cicero. Okay. Um. So well, actually, Lamont, but yeah. Yeah. For what did it come in as? The fire that yeah. we went to in the morning. It was it was like about like eleven thirty, quarter to twelve. So it was in the mor- It was in the morning that this happened. It was well. It was. So I, our duty shift was actually the 16th. So this was okay. The morning. Okay. All right. All right. Morning. Okay. So middle of night. Overnighter. Yeah. Okay. Those and what sh- what was your position? I was second up. So okay. for anyone that doesn't yeah. understand, explain that, the responsibilities of second up. Second up, you're uh, you're helping flake out a lot of the hose. Um, for, you're trying to make the guy in the pipe look like a rock star. Yeah, trying to. <laughs> uh, and you're. Uh, 
you're trying to make sure you get uh, get it laid out perfectly for them. You want which, you you got a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work, yeah. and it, that was that was one of those fires where it was definitely going to be a lot of work. We were we were first engine. Um, you're going through the front door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ninety six was, was at the back. Did it come in as a regular still alarm or? You know, I want to say it did. It came in as a fire. Okay. You know, so uh, I don't think it came in as a working fire. I think it just came, you know, as a fire. Okay. So, but I think on our way there, as we pulled out of the out of the firehouse, they made it a working fire. So at that point, we're like, all right, it's going to be a rocking fire. And and for uh, those that don't know that are listening, our dispatchers are allowed to upgrade uh, to a working fire or to a still in box alarm. Uh, depending on what information they're receiving uh, over the phone. Um, a lot of places don't allow them to do that. And to us, it's a benefit almost because uh, we're able to get the help coming a lot faster uh, just from the information that the dispatchers are receiving. Right. What, I mean, they, what generally <clears throat> takes what justifies it from, that? Well, what generally takes it takes something from a fire to a working fire? So if, multiple calls? Bonus, yeah. Multiple calls or okay. a lot of times because when they get a, a certain address and with the city, the way it's set up with all these cameras now, they can actually start screening in to the location. Wow. Yeah, which is is pretty There's a cool. lot of cameras yeah. in that neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah. And if they have pe- then if they have uh reported people trapped over the phone, they'll they'll, they'll go to a still in box. Right. And that also happened while we were while we were in route. So we were like, okay, go. this oh, is God. yeah. This is so it be... was being upgraded as you're going to it. Yeah. You guys So you're, you're you putting, guys you know, you were already a little heightened and then all of a sudden now you got even more like, okay, this is it got real. Okay. You know. So you're second up you you pull up and you can you see it rocking? Is it, oh yeah, is it, yeah. The back of the, the back yeah. of the house was. And your your first engine? Yeah, we were first engine. S- single okay. family, uh, two and a half story frame. What was it? It was a two and a half story. Um, I'm sorry. It was a. Was it a two and a half or was it an ordinary? I'm trying to. Remember. I think it was two and a half. Um, two. Yeah, it was. It was a two two and a half story because there was uh, people living in the attic. So that's right. It was two and a half. Um, so it was a frame that half is always occupied. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the only way to get to it is back porches. It yeah. Seems like. So that, and that's what we were trying to do. So we, you know, so we stretch it out. Um, we went off the the officer side. Um, stretched it out. Um, the hose. And of course it was like one of those, you know, typical city on the West side houses where you've got like, it was tons of, there wasn't snow, but I remember there was like, they had the, the chains around the grass. So we're like trying to flop the hose over it. So it didn't get caught up. And it was just, I remember it was a pain in the ass. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's our job. You know, it's, especially second up, you know, you're, you're not gonna, you're definitely going to be humping it for a while. You're taking a beating and you're pounding those staircases. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, my officer and the pipe guy go, they start going into the building. Um, they've already. So can you tell where the fire is at you could tell it's in the back of the, the structure but i mean okay. where exactly okay. no so I mean, you're going was... in the front door and you're going to go chase it from front to back right exactly okay. i think before we got in 96 did a little bit of, they hit it from the outside from my from what i've been told but um you know everything was happening so fast sure you yeah. know it always does especially on a fire scene um and 
we start slide, you know, getting into the building. It's clear initially, and then all of a sudden, pitch black. And you could see a little bit of little fire. So when did it get black? Like going up the stairs, or when you got to the second floor? Like, not even to the second floor. We were still on the first floor, walk, you know, walking that first uh, set of uh, like we were in the kitchen, maybe, okay. and it got completely pitch black. Um, did a little bit of knocking down because there was some fire in front of us, uh, and we we're just trying to find the like you said the back porches to see how we can get up there to put this fire out. Cause I mean, that's what we do. We go into the structure and find the fire and put it out. Um, and lo and behold, uh, second up finds the door. <laughs> like, hey, there's a door here. And, uh, so at that point we get in there. What, if anything, do you have with you at this point? Just my, uh, so I've got my, my, obviously my fire gears on my SCBA. That's the breathing apparatus that, uh, helps us breathe while we're in these nasty areas. Um, and that that's about it. The, the, the hose, which is what I'm should be. Cause you're, you're second the, up. So you, you don't really have, you're not bringing a bunch of stuff in with you. No, not right? at all. I mean, cause especially, I mean, like, unless I was on the truck, then I might be bringing a pipe hole and an ax maybe, you know? So, but yeah, I was not, that was not my position at all. Um, so, uh, what made you realize that, that 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 was where it was at? It was there was some you could tell it was warm and there was that was where we had just knocked some of the fire down and we, when we knocked it down it obviously got darker we couldn't see anything so it was all by hand we're feeling around trying to figure out where this this uh, stairwell is right so I find the handle I pop it open it up it was still dark as hell so we're like all right let's go find it you know so. Uh, my officer and the, the first, uh, the pipe guy start leading, going up that way. I'm moving hose from the kitchen, you know, so you're still humping because you're trying to get up. <laughs> yeah, great, great job. And, yeah. and you're, uh, you're on air at this and, point. And oh, course, totally. Yeah, all we're the, all on air, yeah. Okay. All totally. the truck guys are standing on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I try not to be that truck guy, but it, it's hard. Sometimes you do. You just no, get no, focused. I just <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but uh they get up there on the the second floor landing I'm down below so feeding them line trying to make sure there's no kinks or anything and all of a sudden as I'm feeding I notice that it's not going anywhere I'm stuck so I'm like all right well, that's cool I'm like this this is not good so not cool you, at all you're stuck you don't think that I'm they've said the guy on the pipe has just stopped uh, I initially I thought that but then you could just I could it, tell it didn't it feel didn't, right yeah. it didn't feel right it felt like it was like stuck against something. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, like what's you, going on? Like you hit a wall or right. Like, like it just wouldn't go anywhere. Right. You know, like okay. there was no play. Cause I mean, even if you'd be pushing the guy on the pipe, if, if he came to a stop, correct, it would like start going past him and stuff like that. Either that or, I mean, it would either that or would find the path of least resistance and just right. wrap, wrap right. around him somewhere, you yeah. know? Okay. So, um, I yelled up, I'm like, Hey, what's, what's, you know, I'm like, I, I don't remember how I said it. I may have been like, why are you stopped? Let's go or something. <laughs> I, you know, he was like, come on, let's go. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't tell. Um, and they're like, we need more line. And I'm like, I'm pushing you line. They're like, well, right. We can't get anything. So I'm like, all right. So I started going up and as that, as we're you're doing, trying to find out what the obstruction is. Obstruction is. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I get up to the landing 
and everything's fine. There's no kinks. It's not stuck on anything. Well, I go up a couple more steps, and now my foot falls through a hole in the stairs. On the stairs. On the stairs. Okay. Going up to the second. Going up to the second floor landing. Okay. So it gives you like that little pucker factor. You're like, sure. okay, all right, let me. You don't know back. how long this ride's going to be. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, uh, I let the guy know behind me what's going on. Because actually by that time, I think the truck guys, I'm truck from Tower Tower 14, a couple of guys were coming up. And uh, what the officer from 96 was trying to also figure out if they needed another line up there. So he came up and I'm like, look, you know, watch out. There's a hole here. So you're only in what, up to your knee? Up to yeah, your it was up to my knee or like almost the crotch, but I was able to get myself out. And I said, it's to the, to the inside. Watch yourself. You have to step on the outside. Okay. So at that point, then I make four more steps and I'm like, I hit like a wall. I'm like, what the hell? There shouldn't be a wall here. What's going on? You take four steps up, up you, more you, you, to you to get the your you get your foot out the landing, right? But it, there's there's no landing. It's like literally just a. It felt like like a piece of metal just bent over, on top of me, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, so then I feel where the line is, and I'm like, okay, and I could tell that it's caught underneath whatever this piece of metal is. Now, I start trying to go back and forth with it. Now, mind you, I'm on the stairs. I know if I step back, you're in the hole. I'm in the hole. Um, the officer. Are you and, feeling any heat at this point? It was warm, but you know, looking back at it, and I know they showed a lot of pictures to me when I was uh, afterwards, and it, it was definitely you're like, holy, okay, this is this was. So you can't rocking. you can't get this line. No, I couldn't. Unstuck. I couldn't get the line past there, and they're asking for more line because now they realize they've knocked a bunch of fire that was there on this landing in the in the back porch. They're trying to make a next push. Yeah, and so they're going to try to go. They found the stairwell to. I find this out later that they found the stairwell to the uh, the half, attic. the half. Yeah, the, <laughs> the half, half, the attic, the occupied half. Right. So, but I, you know, unbeknownst to me, you know, I I ended up getting that a jar and giving them a ton more line, which was great. But I, cause you had f- all that line that you had been shoving up there. So you, you had line to, oh, yeah. to, to go. And I, and I, I, I'm sure I called down a couple times. Hey, give me a little bit more line. I'm going to feed them more line. But at that point I do remember whoever the pipe guy was. He's like, Hey, watch this window. It's it's, there's a window here. Be careful. And I'm like, all right. But I didn't catch where they were going. You know, I thought they were going right into the second floor apartment. Right. But they didn't. They went up to the attic. So I got, now I'm on the landing because I got the the pipe free or the, 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 line. the line free. And the, uh, the door, now I realize it's a door. I get able to move that out of the way. And I get up onto this landing. I start walking, uh, or not crawling, to see what's going on up there and try to find a way to get into the second floor thinking that's where they're at. So I, as I'm going, I end up hitting, um, either the railing or, um, the wall. I I couldn't tell what it was. I mean, it was so black. I mean, it was like closing your eyes and just walking around. You could not tell where the hell you were at. Yeah. You know, it's all on just 
And so at this point, the, you think they're on the second floor, but they'd gone up to the half. Correct. Okay. So yeah. did you did you make that turn into the the second story? No, I started, you're still on, on the stairs. I'm on the no, I'm on the landing, okay. and I'm going towards the the window. Okay. Because I figure, well, if I I can get some light, right? Maybe I'll be able to see where the hell I'm going. Um, it was dumb. Um, looking back at it now, um, and it, as I said, like I did that. I ended up either hitting the wall or the railing or something, and it took my mask off. So now here I am. I'm on the second floor. It's heavy smoke. I mean, it's heavy. And now I'm realizing. Like com- completely off. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it, it jarred it. So, but now I'm. You're taking in a bunch of smoke. I'm taking in smoke, I'm, and I'm panicking. And I'm like, okay, let me fix this, you know. So I get closer to the window, and. I'm like, all right, this should be pretty relatively easy. Let's let's do this. Let's take care of this, right? You know, but right. you're just like, holy cow, what's what's going on? It's, everything through my head is just fast and furious. So finally, I'm like, all right, I can't get this on, and I take my mask completely off, thinking, well, I'm just gonna just fix reset, it, and I'm gonna go to the window and get some air, right? Well, I stand up, go to the window, and unfortunately. I leaned out a little too far, and knowing now what what happened, um, the windowsill was really low or lower because there was so much debris and stuff from the fire because they knocked a bunch of the drywall or whatever was on the ceiling down. So now you're standing on top. I'm of standing it. on top of stuff, and I went right out the window. So you fell from the second story, basically. Yeah, I think they said it was 18 feet. Yeah, what'd you land on? An air conditioning unit and my uh, SCBA pack. So you, you landed back on your back. Correct. For, so the, <clears throat> you feel like the SCBA kind of saved you from eating that air conditioning unit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it that's what caused me to, to fall backwards. Yeah. I still don't understand why I didn't fall head first. Right. I'm thankful. <laughs> Divine intervention, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you conscious the whole time? I was. I was. Who found you right away? Or did you call for anybody? So like, I know how, that there was some. How'd police, you get help? Uh, there were some police on um, on scene that saw me go out the window, I guess, and there happened to be an ambulance back there. Um, but it was it was still very unreal. I mean, I I even tried, you know, thinking to myself, you know, why didn't I make a mayday? I mean, I guess there, there were so many things. Like, oh my god, you know. Again, it's easier said than done. You just fell out a window, yeah, you know. Like. But before that, you know, I mean, looking back at it now, I mean, I sh- there's definitely things that I've taken back and realized. Okay, never let off your hand off the the line, the line. yeah, because um, that's going to guide you where you need to go. Because if you if you had that, you wouldn't have had a thought to go into the second. No, I would have just followed it all you the way. Just followed him, right? Yeah. So, what was your immediate thought like when you like hit the ground? Or the air conditioning. I was trying to get back up to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just kind of like freaked out. I stood up and as soon as I stood up, I fell back down because I was I was in a ton of pain. Yeah. Like what? where was the pain? Uh, my side. Yeah. I had, uh, so, and then, yeah, it was not uh, not comfortable. Then what happened? Like take us to what happened. You, you, you try standing up, you're in pain. Now what? I lay back down and- um, yeah, everyone was, came up to me. It was uh, I've, one of the guys who was on a, a, a trade um, from my house was on a different shift, but 
was there at the fire. So he was, I think, one of the first guys that came up to me besides the medics. And he was like, man, what's hurt? You know, he just kind of just tried to see what was going on. And I was like, oh, my, you know, I, I'm like, I'm just hurting everywhere. I don't know what's going on. And uh, they're like, all right, well, we got, you know, the ambulance is coming. Don't, just relax. Don't move anywhere. And I'm like, well, let me get up. Let me get up. They're like, no, don't get up. And I'm like, all right. You know, and me being a medic, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I just fell pretty far. Yeah. Right. Everything's intact. Those you guys know, take good care hurting, of you. Yeah, they did. They take great care of me. Other than I, I probably yelled at them a couple times to get me off the damn board. Sure. That backboard was not comfortable yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so when I ended up going to the hospital um, and spent uh, like a day and a half there. So the fire's still going on. Oh, yeah. So they're down a second up guy. These guys are still trying to make the push. They they don't even realize you're hurt at this point. They, they? didn't, know. Okay. And it's your officer and the pipe man. Yep. So and the, well, and the hydrant guy, I think by that point he was already getting up that way, but him and I didn't see each other, right? You know? So nobody from your crew knows that you just no. fell out the window. Correct. The medics take you to the hospital. You went to a trauma center. Yep. And what was your diagnosis? Um, I ended up having uh, five broken ribs. Jeez. Yeah. You know what? Falling out uh, eighteen feet, I'll take five <laughs> broken ribs. Yeah, I right. mean, yeah. You know, you're you you're sitting here with us, man. You look good. You Thanks. know, you'd never know that. You know, how was the outpouring of like reaching out to help you, like with anything that you needed? Uh, everyone was great, um, from the district chief, you know, down to guys from the house, uh, from the battalion. Phone calls, you know, it was it was definitely um, heartfelt. It really was. I mean, I. And a lot of the guys come to the to the hospital, and it was uh, it was hard to see them yeah. that way, you know. Because first of all, I was half naked underneath the sheet, you know. <laughs> sure, like, come on now, get out of here. <laughs> that's why they showed up. That's yeah, probably why yeah. they wanted to make, make some fun out of me, right? But um, so yeah, it was great. Two days in the hospital. Yeah, it was like a day and a half. Um, they wanted to keep an eye on my lungs because they they wanted to make sure I didn't um, I didn't have a lot of smoke. Thankfully. Um, in my larynx or down in the right down there, but they wanted to keep an eye on it. Was that a concern? Were the medics concerned about that at first? I don't think they were. Yeah, I you, was. You were talking. To, yeah, you know, I was you talking. Didn't... I had a good airway. You yeah. know, I had. I. I mean, I definitely was coughing up some serious crap because it was. It was hot. Did you ever that's find when out? I realized it was so hot. You right. Know? But when you're you know under the bunker gear, you, you well, know, we, you're sweating your ass yeah. off anyway, so you don't. You're like okay. We were just talking about that last night, how, you know, uh, some of the, Steve was talking about an old guy uh, that he worked with that wouldn't wear his hood because that's how he was able to find the fire. And then Corey tries it one time and he was like, this is hot as fuck. <laughs> Dude, fire hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know what? I It was funny that you said that because I remember being on, uh, on Amos 55 and there was an old smoke eater there. Um, on one of the shifts, great guy. And he was one of those guys that was definitely part of the KMA. You know, he's like, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever you're going to do to me, you're going to do to me. He's like, I, I got time on, I don't care. Um, I'm going to do it the way that I know that I'm going to protect myself. And he swore by it too. He's like, I yeah. don't wear my hood. We were talking too. <clears throat> the guy that's always like, oh, I, I peel my glove back a little bit to see if I could feel the heat. I'm like, 
who has time to do that at a fire? I'm like, or even to think about. Yeah, them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there huffing and puffing, trying to get more line to the guy, whatever. I'm like, I'm not thinking about right. doing those things. Totally. So, but uh, the outcome was definitely. Uh, How long were you off work? I think it was uh, just over sixty days. Okay. Yeah, I was a trooper. Uh, what was that obstruction? That that metal thing? Did you ever find out? Yeah, it was uh, it was the like a storm door. Uh, maybe it might not a storm door. It was the it was the actual uh, solid core door. It was one of those security doors that was on. On the top of the stairs, on that. So that was the, on the fr- apartment. That was the front door for the half, Correct. basically. <laughs> well, no, it was the front door for the second floor. Okay. Or not front floor. It was. It would have been the back door for the second floor. Okay. Two and, two and a half story, seven seven unit apartment. <laughs> yeah. And it literally was spliced in half. That's what I was told. I didn't see the picture of that. Peace. Yeah. So that's how hot it was up there. What were some of the pictures that they showed you afterwards that you were like, oh, okay, I now I know what that is, or. Um, so they showed me like a couple of the different like windows that were in the stairwell that as we led up to that, okay. um, showed me obviously how charred it was on, on that, that whole stairwell and the stairs itself. Um, uh, they also showed me a bunch of the pictures from the basement. Cause I guess that's, it started like underneath the stairs oh, wow. under, uh, and, the the back porch. And that's why you fell through. That's why I f- yeah, I fell through that, that star. That, Did that somebody trend. else get hurt that day with you? No. No? Okay. No. What's your biggest takeaway from that? <laughs> uh, you know, remember what you what you uh, you train and do. Yeah. You know, take a deep breath. You ever let him go with that hose line ever again? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I absolutely mean, Jesus, I, you know, I, I mean, and that too, something similar, that's got to be easier said than done. You know, you're going to find yourself where, you know, you might have to let go for a second or two, well, right? He's, like, he's fresh off of a situation where he did get a little bit off the hose and found the door going up the stairs. I mean, you know, you're feeling... You're, <laughs> now you're, you're feeling good. Right. I mean, well, I you know, like you, you go a little bit outside your area. I mean, that's where we operate. Right. And then, you know, you go a little bit outside your your area of operations, and then 10 minutes later, you do it a little bit again, and you end up on top of AC unit on the yeah. floor. Which is no longer there. They so I supposedly uh, that was the the one joke that a couple of the guys were like, "Man, it that that air air the AC conditioner uh, it it was gone." Like we were, <laughs> they boarded up the house and it it was gone. Someone stole it. I'm like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "I want to get a picture of that just right. to see what it looked yeah. like." You know, they took it out. They supposedly put it-, it was it was definitely indented. I mean, I'm not a small guy, so I'm surprised <laughs> that though the guys from your house didn't take right. it and wound up in your yard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Yeah, because for, first day back from from being off duty, you find it in your bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or like oh, a that, Christmas present at the Christmas party. Yeah, or something. for sure. Yeah, we fi- we figured you'd be more comfortable laying on this thing overnight. Today, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, got a pillow on it. Yeah, put his sheets right? on there. So, because I mean, once you're better. You're gonna. Have oh, you, it was before I was better. Let me yeah. tell you, I was getting. <laughs> what else? What, texts o- and, what other kind of beatings did you take from that? Oh, uh, I was the greatest American hero. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, looking back at it now, I mean, it, I'm glad that I can can talk about it and those things happen. And you know, we, we we make light of it. I think just because that's what we do, but we all you know, taken back and say, Oh my God, I'm glad that you're, you're, you're okay. Cause that could have ended three other different ways, even more. And, and guy and guys like you who have stories like that, um, 
you need to share them. I, I feel uh, with people like me and Corey, we don't have a lot of time on the job. We need to learn. We need to hear stories like this. Uh, guys out there that are in the academy, just graduating the academy, anywhere in the country, like we got to hear stories like this uh, fr from guys like you who've experienced it uh, so that we maybe one day don't make those mistakes. I, I feel it's very important. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely guys in the academy, definitely guys on the job that they'll tell you a lot of other stories sure. about how they saved a whole block of people and how they, you know, pick, picked up so-and-so and put them on shoulders and carried them out. But not a lot of people have been to be assholes out there, you know, like admitting to making one mistake. And right. And a lot of these academies, you come out of there in the best shape of your life. You you think you're invincible, you know. Um, You know, you you basically did the heavy lifting on teaching some of these guys a lesson, you know, like you, you're the one who had the, you know, you got five broken ribs to, you know, the show for it that, you know, yeah, you, you learned a few lessons that somebody may not have to break five ribs to learn. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I always have a hard time talking about it. I mean, not talking about it, but like, you know, I, I, there was afterwards, I definitely felt there was the um, the oh shit I almost I like would have lost my family. Yeah. So back now that's I mean it's definitely something now that I'm like okay I'm glad that I I have that feeling. Not that I'd ever um, what do you call it I I'd ever stop what I'm doing. I mean that's that's what I yeah. I like to do. I, you know I, I got a great bunch of guys I work with. You know. Um. So I wouldn't change that at all, but just, you know, knowing that, hey, you know, enjoy life every day you have it because the next day is never guaranteed. The next minute's never guaranteed. So I, I definitely got that out of out of this this uh situation. You know, and it, it was it was a coming to Jesus too, you know, like holy cow, you know, don't don't be that guy that says, Oh, it's it's all BS. Were you I mean <clears throat> I, I can imagine that you were, you know, you hear other guys getting hurt or, you know, injured. We've had a lot of them recently. We've had a lot. And you always, you never think it's going to be you, you know, until you're the guy. Yeah. You know. I, I definitely agree with you on that. But, you know, I think um, you always tell yourself, oh, you know, yeah, that our job's dangerous. You know, it could happen. It's in the back of your mind, but you never. It's never in the front of your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if if it's in the front of your mind, it, it's going to get in the way of you doing your job. Right. Um, so I mean, we got. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. You know. Um, but uh, I, you know, I know you personally. I know you outside of the job. You know, our kids go to school together. Right. We're going to see each other at a dance recital on on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Um, so, you know, I when I found I didn't know how bad you were hurt. When I found out, they're like, you know, you, you know how it, the word travels. You right. know, we, you know, we both Telephone, work on telegraph, telefireman, right? Yeah, and you know, and you know, we both work on the west side. And I heard, I'm like, are you fucking, kidding? you know, like, I, and when I was told, it, it, I didn't know the extent of what you heard. And the, I remember I was telling these guys uh, when we were talking about you yesterday. I sent you a text message saying, you know, do you want me to pick up Maddie from you know school? Do you need anything like that? And then when you didn't text me back. 
I was like, oh my God, he must be fucked up. Like, like how, then I was I like, I couldn't get to my phone. Right. Well, I, I, well that's what, that's, like, that's what it was. Like he was in the, out, he, he was, was in the hospital, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just spending his, you know, one of his two days in the hospital. And, you know, I, I just thought you were, you know, you, you got a little banged up. I didn't know like you were going to spend yeah. two days in the hospital, but of course I start hearing, okay, yeah, he fell out the window. He's not texting me back. My mind is going everywhere, right? Like, the, to the worst sure. places. Absolutely, it always does. Yeah, and and then you get like, I don't want to like intrude. I don't want to like right. Overset. How far is yeah? How, how far? What's what's enough or too much? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm sending this out. I legitimately want to help if anything I can do, and I left it, but. I didn't want to keep hammering it, you know, like, right. you know, are you okay? Right, right. You know, but it's like that, that was that, you know, and I think like there has to be other people like me who, you know, like who are concerned, but they're on that, that, you know, edge of not wanting to overstep their bounds with, you know, cause especially when I didn't know how bad you were. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, there was some people that were, you know, that they told me afterwards, oh man, I, I wanted to text you or I wanted to talk, call you, but I just didn't know if it was okay. And I was yeah. like, oh dude, yeah, sure. Call me. Yeah. You know, and then on the other flip side, I mean, I had, you know, one of the guys that I work with who called me every day and, you know, towards the middle of me being laid up, we went out for lunch, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, and just in this kind of checking in with me saying, Hey, how you doing? what's going on? What's, what's going on in your head? What's, you know, how are you feeling? And that was great. You know, and, and even like, I, I talked to a couple people, to a, a couple other people, um, uh, on, on the, on the private, you know, just to, to kind of clear my head. I talked to my, to my pastor at, at St. Ben's at the time, cause I was very tight with him and you just kind of, you need to have that being able to sit down and lay it all out there. And, those things anyone in the job has to do, whether from a fire incident that you get hurt at or a bad call you have, you know, anything you got to You got to sometimes. And that's the great thing about being in the fire service with our, with some, you know, with houses that are busy um, or not even just even busy, but just in general, you know, guys are willing to talk to each other. I mean, there is a lot of a lot of. You know, hand and jagging it, of course, but they're they're willing to talk. But the same guy who's gonna give you a trimming is gonna sit down with you, absolutely, and you know, put his arm on you. And, absolutely, you know, and you guys were saying like that's a coping mechanism. You know, like that's how we. I mean, we walk away from seeing some some pretty rough stuff, and yeah. like we make a joke because it's you know that's how we yeah. come back to reality. Yeah, I mean, people on the outside, you know, might look. And be like, hey, you know, these guys are callous talking about, you know, laughing at the, if they only knew, you know, what's really going on, yeah, you know, behind that laughter and, you know, behind us joking around, if it wasn't for that. I mean, we've had a bad string of suicides on our job with, between CPD and CFD within the last, like unprecedented. Yeah. Right. Unprecedented. And, you know, it, it, I think we need to get a little bit better of recognizing when someone's hurting and, you know, taking care of each other. Because, I mean, I, I've, for as long as I've been around, I, I've, we've never had this, like, string of bad luck. Right. You know. Well, and I, it's funny because, 
you just you never know the what's really ailing ailing someone you know on the outside they look perfectly fine and then but they've got some inner demons inside that you just you you don't know about and, and that, that person may just need to talk to somebody right you know that I, yeah that, but that might all it could be you know even if it's just a matter of saying hey your life's not as bad as you really think it is look at this guy or look at me you know yeah. it, it definitely it helps so, well, you know, I can't thank you enough for sitting down with us. I hope you had a good time. I did. Uh, I mean, I, I know, <clears throat> you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, that, that part of it's kind of hard to talk about. So we appreciate it. I can't tell you, you know, how thankful we are that you actually came in here and talked to us about it. Yeah, I know I, I learned a bunch, uh, just meeting you, uh, right. listening to your story today as a young guy, you know, it's important that I hear these things. Uh, maybe one day I don't make that mistake, or I, I can pass the story along to somebody else. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I thank you for inviting me. And this is uh, it's definitely out of my wheelhouse. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I've listened to podcasts before, but this is and now and now you are a podcast. I, now there I am a podcast. Go. Yeah. <laughs> did you Lord, tell your Did you tell your kids you were going to be on a podcast? I did not. No. I told the wife. I didn't tell the guys at work, so I'm sure I'll, I'll end up. If you are going to. I'm just going to come out. I'm sure. gonna hear you don't have this. to tell them. I think they know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, two seconds after us walking out the door, the radar, the, the bat signal is going to go up. And, yeah, right. uh, um, I, wish, I wish we could do a post show. Let's hear, like, what Right, where we follow him to the firehouse. And, uh, yeah. Hey, Joe Hollywood, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, you know, my story is not unique by any stretch. I, I like to kind of put that out there. I mean, it happens. Um, thankful that you had a good outcome. I had a good outcome. You had a good outcome, and uh, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, because you know, I mean, it was you know a lot of when we had a we had a guy in our house that fell down an elevator shaft, uh, literally probably nine months before. Um. And, you know, that's was crazy. I mean, he was he was fine. Luckily enough, he slid the hose down and was able to talk about it afterwards as well. So it, it's, you know, it, it's crazy, you know, and then you got, you know, there I've had friends that have passed. Well, the, the, the um, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get more of those here um, to talk about, you know, so. Um, you know, maybe people hearing your story get a little motivated to to share a little bit. Yeah. You know, so, uh, do you got any? Do you got anything you want to say to Steve's mustache before we go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could grow that something like that. Mine, mine never looks that thick. Well, you yeah. you do grow yours for hockey season, though. I've well, I've seen that. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I I grow uh, I grow it from November. That's that's my uh, you know I, we you know the fire service. Uh, one of the uh, Mike um, Manchester and um, Sergil, Sergil, and well, not Sergil, but um, Jenny Yokis. Yes, thank you. Jenny Yokis runs uh, Stash Bash. I I, oh, yeah. I couldn't get get her name out of my uh, my great great small party. <laughs> it was a great party. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and it's for a great cause. I mean, for you know, so it's who was the winner this year. Uh, what's his year? face from, uh, from, from Amblin's 15? Um, he dressed up as Freddie Mercury. 
I can't think of his name now. Uh, I want to say it's uh, Alejandro or oh Alex, Alex Casillas. Yes, yeah, that's what it. Who is yeah. now? Uh, I think he's finishing the fire academy. I right think now. so. Yeah. So. So his his stash is probably going to be rocking for next year. Right? <laughs> oh man. It was great. I mean, he came in a jump uh, in a jumpsuit. Right. I saw I saw those pictures. That <laughs> yeah, was great. It was it was uh, definitely a good time. What other uh, memorable stashes were there? Because I didn't go. Um, see, McLaughlin had he he was another one that did I the think Freddie Mike Mercury. McLaughlin looked more like Freddie Mercury than Freddie Mercury. Well, he had, he had, <laughs> right? Yes. Are you guys with me on that? I'm totally with you on that. Uh, it was it was yeah it was funny. Um, I'm trying to think what else, there were any other good stashes at that bash. I mean, there was always a couple, you know, someone that's dyed it or oh, yeah. colored it because they can't tell it really anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, all right. Well, well thank you. Thanks, Jeff. We'd also like to thank the Missing Chums for their musical contribution to the podcast with the song, Yes, You May. Hey guys, if you're a first responder or you know a first responder that has a story to tell, we'd love to hear it. Please reach out to us at Chicago's Bravest Stories on Facebook or Instagram. You can download this episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and TuneIn. Thanks for joining us. All right, everybody, now it's time for the podcast where we do our fire department, union, charity plugs. First one I want to talk about is the Gala for the Girls great paramedic on the Chicago Fire Department. She's awesome. Her name's Jenny Yokus. She's really involved in charity. They're having a party. It's going to be at 625 West Adams Street. This is their third annual gala for the girls. What they're trying to do is raise money for women first responders, cancer. It's going to be on Saturday, June 1st, 2019. That's an EMS 4 shift on the third shift with the B Daily. They're going from 7 p.m. to midnight. It's $125 for a one-person ticket, $200 for the pair. There's various people that you can find to buy the tickets from, from uh, firehouses, or you can find them at www.eventbrite.com. That's a gala for the girls. Passing Hope Forward Project is who they're raising money for. So we'll see you out there. Have a good time. It's a great party. Jenny Yokus rocks. We'll see you there. On Sunday, May 26th, Blue Island Beer Company presents Truett. It's on the Memorial Day weekend. They're going to take you uh, from the Mississippi Delta to the Princess of Minneapolis, Chicago Blues to uh, Bowery Punk. It's a benefit for the Gold Badge Society. You got $25 admissions, uh, includes your first drink. Blue Island Beer Company, they got great craft beer over there. They're located at 13357 Old Western Avenue in Blue Island, Illinois. Come out there, 25 bucks at the door. Proceeds go to benefit the Chicago Gold Badge Society. We'll see you there. Also sponsored by Chicagoland Event Medical Services, we are a first responder, owned and operated first aid and emergency medical service provider. Our mission is to protect the lives and well-being of event patrons all over the state of Illinois by providing professional and experienced career EMS practitioners in an event setting. Our services are completely customizable to the needs of our customers. Our business was born out of a necessity to provide competent health care providers to both large and small events. We do this by bringing firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, nurses, lifeguards, first aid tents. We also customize your own site safety and emergency response plan, and that information will always be available to your staff. We pride ourselves on providing the best patient care possible to your events. Hey everybody, it's Steve here. I'd like to talk to you about another awesome company that helps bring the podcast to you free of charge. Chicagoland CPR. 
a first responder, owned and operated CPR company. As a first responder myself, I can't express to you enough how important CPR training is for everybody in the community. They offer real, customizable, world-class education for all their clients. They have a combined 30-plus years of field experience as fire service and EMS educators throughout the Chicagoland area. Chicagoland CPR is extremely focused on providing real-world, no-fluff education, and the main focus is on organization, an engaged classroom, working with students to completely understand the material, getting your uh, certificates out on time, and most importantly, coming to your facility. They offer a wide variety of American Heart Association classes, CPR, first aid, AED, ACLS, PALS, and a full complement of StarGuard Elite, Lifeguard, and Aquatic Safety classes. Our clients include nursing homes, hospitals, long-term care facilities, fire departments, schools, park districts, coaching staff, and many other groups throughout the communities. If you're interested in hosting a class at your facility for your employees, or you have any questions about services and pricing, contact Chicagoland CPR. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the World Wide Web. I can't express to you, again, how important CPR and first aid training is. They want to hear from you soon. Give them a call. Find them. Let's set you up a class to help save some lives.